Hello and welcome to another Kangaroo English Daily Digest podcast. My name is Christian and today is Tuesday, the best day of the week. <laughs> today I am going to be talking about perfect English pronunciation, how to how to understand what what that really means and to help you understand we're actually going to be talking about Thai and Arabic and also Wales. <laughs> so, um I actually need need to start today's podcast with a joke. Okay? So, there's two whales sitting at a bar and one whale turns to the other whale and says, And and the second whale turns to the whale and says, "Go home, Frank. You're drunk." <laughs> now, now I promise that that this is completely relevant to to what we're going to be talking about today, which is actually talking about different alphabets and the different ways that languages have of of writing sound. So, I want to start by talking about a type of writing system called an abugida. So an abugida is basically an alphabet which consists only of consonants. So, you know, in English, consonants and vowels are treated equally, but in abugidas it's totally different. Consonants are the only important letter and and vowel sounds are indicated by optional marks or maybe even a little extra little sort of swirl or little extra line that you add to the character but specifically i want to talk about the thai alphabet so if you want to write the word for a chicken which is a kokai If you want to write the the word for a chicken, you need to start with the consonant sounds which represents a k. And it looks a bit like uh an arch. Okay, it looks like an archway, but on the left-hand side of the arch there's like a little notch, a little indentation and that sound rep- that symbol represents the k sound k. And in the Thai language this this consonant automatically comes with a vowel a neutral vowel like kokai kokai now i know that my thai pronunciation is not perfect in fact my thai pronunciation is perfectly terrible but you you, you get the idea so we have this kokai now if i want to modify that vowel to make a different word then i add a little mark and i can add a little mark on top of the on top of the consonant which looks a bit like a whale so it's flat at the bottom with a round section at the top and then a little tail and that changes the vowel sound to e so if i draw the arch with the whale on top it would be ki not ko so that's how abugidas work 
And now I want to talk about a slightly different type of alphabet called an abjad. Now, abjads are used in a lot of Middle Eastern languages, including Arabic. And they work in a similar way, but the difference between an abugida and an abjad is that in an abjad, marking the vowels is optional. It's not obligatory, it's optional. So basically, if you know how to read Arabic, all you're doing is looking at just consonants all joined together. And the person reading the text has to put in the vowels themselves by their knowledge of of Arabic vocabulary and the context of the of the words. And so if you for example write the letter for for shin shin is like because remember Arabic is written from right to left not from left to right. So you start by drawing these two little mountains. And then after you draw on the mountains, you draw like a big hook on the end. And then above those two little mountains, you draw three dots in the shape of a triangle. And that represents the sound shh. That's the shh in Arabic. And again, it, it comes automatically with a vowel sound. But if I add a little mark on top called a dama, which looks a bit like a... Maybe a bit like a bow tie, a bit like a little, a little bow. Then, then that again, that changes the vowel to be more like ooh. So if I write the sh with the little dammer on top, it becomes shoo. But here's the interesting thing about Arabic. As I said, you will only find those vowel markings in children's books and maybe also secondary school books, and also in the Quran. But you will not find them in ordinary everyday text, like in newspapers and street signs and books that adults read. So all of the vowel sounds are introduced automatically by Arabic speakers based on their knowledge of, of the language. And so here's... Here's the point of all this, so, in case you're wondering why I'm telling you about Abu Gidas and Abjad. So I'm going to propose a theory, a hypothesis, which is that, that actually English really is an Abjad. <laughs> now, there's absolutely no scientific basis for this, this idea. It's something I just invented um, myself. But what I'm saying is that as in Arabic, the same as in English, the only thing that's important are consonants. So I have this, this piece of text, which is the very famous um, story, fable, about the grasshopper. And so the, it, it starts like this. The, A grasshopper spent the summer hopping about in the sun and singing to his heart's content. One day, an ant went hurrying by, looking very hot and weary. Now, if I go into that text and I delete all of the consonants, it sounds like this. <laughs> Basically, it's, it's completely garbled. And that's today's word of the day.
Garble. It's spelt G-A-R-B-L-E, garble. And garbled means when information, so that could be text information or visual information or even audio information, it's all mixed up, it's confused, it's been transmitted in with errors, okay? And so garbled text would be maybe text where you can't read it, the letters are all out of order. Garbled audio could be maybe audio that's been damaged by bad computer software. And garbled visual information could be a photograph that's cut into a thousand pieces. So if I if I read English text without consonants, it's just garbled nonsense because English doesn't work like that. Some languages, it is possible to eliminate um, consonants and consonant sounds. Some languages can even be whistled. Like, for example, the Peter Han language, you can whistle that language. Think about how weird that is for, for a moment, right? But if I take that same piece of text and I eliminate all of the vowels and I just leave consonants, well, I can still read it. I infer the vowels, I can, I can put in the vowels from my knowledge of English and from the context, the same as they do in Arabic. A grasshopper spent the summer hopping about in the sun and singing to his heart's content. And actually, here's the weird thing. So the reason I'm telling you all this is because a lot of people want to know, they want to understand the difference between British pronunciation and American pronunciation and Australian pronunciation and New Zealand and South African and Canadian. And when you look at English, the consonants are very, very important. In fact, the research, all of the research, you know, including the research by Jennifer Jenkins about English as a lingua franca, the research tells us that consonants are the key to good communication in the English language. But vowels are not. Vowels are very flexible. Vowels, the only thing that you need to worry about with vowels is consistency. And so that could be a local version of your vowels. So, you know, if if you're Russian, then your vowels are going to come out in a certain way. If you're Spanish, your vowels are going to come out in a certain way. Or like Australian vowels or American vowels. And if you're consistent with your vowels, that's fine. The only thing that you really need to worry about are your consonants. And so the key, the key to good, good and understandable pronunciation is all in the consonants. And so you need to become obsessed with consonants. Just like in Arabic, I remember... Um, I was, now, I have a very, very basic knowledge of Arabic, but I was with a, with a, one of my sister's friends, and she is from Lebanon, and my Arabic teacher was from Morocco, and my Arabic teacher, she pronounced, when she said, when you introduce yourself, you say, Ismi Christian, Ismi, Ismi, but when I met um, my sister's friend who was from 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 Lebanon, her pronunciation was Esme, 
Esme. So again, the consonants were important, but the only sound change was in the vowel. Ismi Esme. And it's the same in English. If you look at the difference between British and English pronunciation, it's all in the vowels. If you look at the difference between New York and Texas, it's in the vowels. If you look at the difference between Newcastle and London, it's in the vowels. And so there you have it. <laughs> I've, I've introduced a completely new and probably contentious and probably uh, full of holes theory into the world of language and to the world of pronunciation, teaching and learning, which is basically that English is like Arabic. <laughs> and that if you become obsessed with consonants, then, then you will, then you will succeed. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today's Daily Digest. My name is Christian and I'll see you in class. study